When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watched on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. How's it going, everybody? Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Hey, Lon, we have a special guest today. We do, don't we? It's our good friend, Elena. Elena is a really good friend of ours. She's also a fan of the 90 Day Fiancé TV show. Welcome, Elena. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast. Tell Thank us you. a bit about yourself. Tell our listeners a bit about yourself. Uh, my name's Elena. I'm from the Bay Area, North Bay. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm excited to talk about 90 Day Fiance and whatever else you guys talk about. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Who should we who should we talk about first? Elena, you pick. Is there any particular couple that intrigues you that you wanna rant about? They're all kind of interesting. I mean, what about Elizabeth and Andre and their road trip. I'm glad you picked them because theirs was the least interesting to me. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I think it's always good to start off with the slow stuff, right? And yeah. I didn't really see any value with the RV trip. We knew it was coming. We knew yeah. they didn't want to do it, and they fucking did it anyway. And we're like, yeah, okay, let's watch it. <laughs> yeah, and it's only yeah. the beginning. That was only the start of. So maybe something else will happen. Right, right, right. To me, it was one of those things where they kind of started off with Andre, you know, bitching. Well, not really. He wasn't really bitching. It was, what's her face? Becky? Becky. I forget. One of them was like, how much luggage did you bring? You know, everybody (laughs) brought luggage. Like, can't you you just roll with the punches? Come on, man. (laughs) Is it really worth an argument? You're going to start off the day with this, like that there's no room for the luggage. But that's how they are. And then it escalates into the family business again, which we already know he shouldn't be talking about. But I don't know how much of this is staged. But even Chuck was like, yeah, let's not talk about that. And Andre was like, ah, come on, let's talk about it. (laughs) Fucking guy, what are you? (laughs) Well, even the road trip, that's kind of staged. Would they really go on a road trip in real life? (laughs) Yeah. The brother, Charlie, he had the right idea. He's like, fuck y'all, I'm flying, dude. (laughs) I'll meet you there. I'm not doing this. (laughs) Charlie is a smart one. Yeah, the right idea. (laughs) Alina, what do you have to say about that, about the entire scene? I don't know. I mean, not too much happened yet with the road trip. They still right. have, I mean, I forget how many miles they have to drive. Don't they have to drive like 400 miles? Like how far is that? How many hours? You know, I think they said it's like 410 miles or something. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah if something you're going like 100 it. miles an hour, about four hours. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the easiest way to look at it. the easiest math. 
Well, they're from Florida and they're driving to Maryland, which is like up north, right? Oh, okay. So, now, okay, that makes more sense. I mean, that's a long drive. Long. Yeah. Yeah. I want to start off by saying who died and gave Andre a commercial driver's license? <laughs> like, seriously, this guy took a sharp turn and the fridge door opened and the entire content fell off. And yeah. I'm like, amateur, <laughs> man. <laughs> so mediocre. And didn't he run over like a yard sign? Yeah, he was and trying he, to park, <laughs> and he blamed it on them. He was like, "Who puts a who puts a sign on the grass?" Like people who want their grass not to be stepped on. That's yeah. who. <laughs> they said who drives on the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> to his credit, but, though, those bigger vehicles are difficult to drive. Like I've, I've driven a U-Haul and a U-Haul itself. Like they're not super super big, but I don't like driving them at all. I couldn't do it. So like, I can't say anything bad about it because I would not want to drive an RV. (laughs) Yeah, same here. But question to you both. It's becoming more and more apparent to me that Andre treats Libby like a punching bag. Mm. Like I'm starting to see that and I'm starting to see like, and maybe I'm late to the game here. I'm pretty sure some of our listeners have been, you know, watching the show forever and they're like, oh, oh, Nadia, like, welcome to the club, right? But I just feel more and more uncomfortable about how Libby, on one hand, we talked about this long last week, is that she's ride or die for him, but then he shits on her family and he also shits on her sometimes. Like he pushes her around and I just don't know how much more we can tolerate this. It's almost abusive behavior. Mm. Yeah. Like, what do you guys think? Is Libby a punching bag or am I just reading too much into it? I don't know. They both have, like, strong opinions. Like, she's opinionated, too. I don't know. Or if it's just joking around. I think it's the dynamic of their relationship. I think it's one of those where, like, we don't understand it, but they seem to get along with it. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't okay, then I think she would speak up. But I think that's... But she just takes it, it. though. I don't don't agree with it. When I hear some of the stuff he says and how he treats her sometimes, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Some people are like that, right? When, you know, there's a saying, there's someone for everyone, right? Mm. And maybe Libby is the type that understands he's not trying to demean her. He just has a very aggressive, kind of uncouth personality, and that's who he is, and she loves him for it. So when he says things like that, it doesn't phase her. It doesn't phase her like it phases us. Like we're like, damn, dude, can you like chill out? But for her, it just, it rolls off and she just rolls with it, right? Like she didn't even bat an eye, right? She was just playing with the kids and like, while he's over here. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, just... like, like, why do you want to take my socks? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you guys are married couple just share the damn socks. Like why yeah. does she always have to buy socks? <laughs> So I, I kind of take it like that because she doesn't she doesn't seem phased at all. But yeah, no, I, I agree that he could treat her better. Mm. I definitely think he could treat her better. The way she puts him on a pedestal and how she's really 100% ride or die for him. She deserves to be treated better. Whether or not Andre is going to give her that. And we don't know what happens behind closed doors. Like I said, what we see is on camera. For all we know, he's super sweet, but they edit that out because they're like, no, we need to make Andre the bad guy. Right. Every every show needs a villain. And I think he plays that part well. And so they're like, nah, man, cut that part where he says he loves her. We don't need that shit. (laughs) Cut it out. (laughs) It's funny because before I started watching the season with them on it, like this recent one, I used to watch them on Pillow Talk. 
And I really like them. Before I knew who he was, I didn't right. really know who he was. And I was watching, I'm like, I like that guy. He's cute. And like, he seems funny. And then when I started watching the 90 Day Fiance, I'm like, Oh, that's not who I thought he was. He seems like a jerk. Right. I don't know. It's funny you mentioned that, though. It's funny you mentioned that because on Pillow Talk, a lot of the people that are unlikable are actually likable people on Pillow Talk. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's funny you mentioned that because that needs to be said that, like, we forget sometimes these people are on camera and they show a certain side. And then Pillow Talk allows them to shed that facade. And they're still making fun of other people, which itself is kind of bad, right? Yeah. (laughs) You're watching other people and you're criticizing them and you're going, well, look at this motherfucker, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, there's that, right? But you see there's a likableness to how they are on Pillow Talk. They're playful. Sometimes as a couple, when they interact, they'll be like, what's that about? And they both agree. Like, yeah, that's messed up. You know, and you kind of see them in their um in a in a different in your natural aspect. element yes, right yeah right. the natural state they're kind of working together as a team to make fun of others <laughs> yeah there are a few other couples where i'm like i like them on pillow talk but i didn't like a specific person on the show i'm like oh, yeah. oh i like her she's nice mm-hmm. so. oh yeah i hear you i think i'm with you there elena because when i first got introduced to andre and libby they were pretty likable maybe it's because Pillow Talk shows them in small dosages, but then when we get their full story and how they actually interact with one another and with the scripting that the producers gave them, Mm -hmm. it just becomes more aggravating to see them in their entirety. Maybe that's why I cannot stand the way he talks to her. And for fuck's sake, stop cussing in front of the kids, man. Like, it, it, I mean, I know I just contradicted myself. <laughs> this like, is an cussing. over podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this content is for mature audience only. Viewers or listeners, discretion is advised. Yes. Anyway, that's my, uh, my rant. Elena, Lon, do you have anything else to say about Andre and Libby and Becky and Chuck? I just think if he wasn't going into the family business, they wouldn't be on the show. Because <laughs> there'd be nothing really to talk about. Right. It's all about him joining the family business and making waves. He really shouldn't join their business at all. Right. Yeah. Agree. And I think too, okay, we did the family business thing for the first few episodes already. I don't like that they have a narrative and then they don't branch off. You can have conflicts. You can fly off the handle for any number of reasons. Why are we still beating the family business thing to death? Right? Like, yeah, there's so many ways Andre can be an asshole. We already know that. (laughs) Can we get some difference in conflict here? And that's it, right? It always has to be about the business. And like you said, Elena, it seems like they're making that the main plot element. Why would they even be on the show if it wasn't for the family business side of it? But the thing is, there's so many other things they could fight about and they're not. And it's kind of, the, this is the meh kind of storyline for me. That's why I'm glad we started off with it. I really don't have much to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I just want to say, if you guys watch the pillow talk after that episode, Kenny called the RV peasant RV because oh. it couldn't fit everyone <laughs> and oh the luggage. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny, but also mean. But anyway. <laughs> Okay, shall we move on to Lon's favorite couple, Yara and Jovi? Well, actually, it's just Yara and Ms. Gwen. 
Yara and Gwen. Man, I expected Yara not to stick around. I knew that wasn't going to work out. Just having your in-law telling you what to do. And Gwen even was like, we bump heads. You know, we bump heads, but everybody does. I'm like, "Eh, I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. Yara is not the person that's going to put up with that. So Yara even was like, it just, the timing was bad because I told her I didn't need help. Then I got COVID and now I need help. But, you know, I kind of knew Yara wasn't going to stick around with her in-laws. But I mean, as things would have it, she got sick. So I'm glad she's doing better. I really feel bad for Yara having to take care of her baby. But I didn't know she was going to get sick. So when she left, I thought we were going to see the story arc of Yara being independent. And I can do this, you know, and I can do this all on my own. And I don't need Jovi. I don't need his mom. And that would have been cool because then there could have been something beneficial, right? Yeah, it sucks that Jovi had to leave, but now you're on this journey to find your inner strength, you know, (laughs) and to prove that you can do this and you're stronger than you think you are and you don't need to cry about stuff. And yeah, obviously it sucks, but you're going to get through this. And then, you know, she got sick and and everything changed. But yeah, I'm still rooting for Yara and Jovi. I still think they're a very interesting couple. And it sucks that he's away. And I'm expecting the bad news to be that he's going to be out longer, which sucks even more. Yeah. I suspect that too. Yeah. We'll see though. What'd y'all think? I really like Jovi's mom. Like, I think she seems really nice. Yeah. She's like so sweet. Seems sweet. I love her Cajun accent. And they aren't showing like any bad side of her. So I mean, who who knows how long Yara was staying there for, and it was just the storm coming, and then she just went back home, because why stay there? But I like his mom. She seems nice, you know? Yeah. She could be worse. She could be Trish. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) She could be Trish. But yeah, she's so sweet. Like, I'm there with you, Elena. I love her Cajun accent. She comes across very sincere. Like, she really wanted to help with the baby you know she even offered herself till the end right she was saying like well you know if you want to take a nap I could be taking care of the baby while you nap and Yara is just being stubborn I get it I can totally see myself in Yara's shoes where I want that space that separation from my in-laws I want to be that independent mom that's able to take care of my own kids but at the same time from the outside looking in, I think Yara could definitely use the help because she's a foreigner who just had a baby, is a new mom, and just came off a hurricane season. Yeah. Or, you know, like, yeah. it's scary because if she wasn't with Gwen and her family, what would she do? She's stuck at home and no one's, no one's going to buy groceries for her. And not everything can be solved by Uber or Uber right. Eats, you know? It's yeah. tough, though. When you've been independent for as long as she has, it's weird. It really is weird transitioning back. Like when you have your own space and it's yours and you can do whatever you want. And like she said, she's like, well, after a shower, I just like to get out and do my thing. You know, and now I got to stay in the bathroom and, and get dressed all the way because, you know, his his dad's out there or what. You know what I mean? It's like it hits different. <laughs> Once you've had your space where you do what you want and now you're confined and you're restricted and your your habits change like i understand wanting to get out of that too right it changes things <laughs> yeah 
Are we ready to move on to Kalani and Elsuelu? Not that there's a lot to talk about, but <laughs> I just wish Kalani would just shut up and not talk about the fact that she went to see the lawyer. But And that was my thing, right? So here's a question for both of y'all. Are some things better left unsaid? Yes. I agree. If you can hide it, if he was going to watch the episode and then was going to... Good point. Good Good point, point, Elena. You can find all kinds of things, but it's like he's gonna watch the show and she's going to the lawyer. Good point. I was not thinking about that, but that's a very, very good point. Valid point, Elena. You're the star of the show today. Yeah. But that's definitely one thing that if I was in their shoes and there was no show, no cameras rolling, it didn't need to be let out in the public. We're working on it. Things are going uphill from here. Things are starting to change. Leave it. Put that skeleton in the closet and keep it shut. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Bury it in a time capsule or something. Yeah. I don't know. But And true, like they brought the cameras there to the office. They could have easily just went there without recording or telling anyone they were going there. But mm-hmm. like now it's on camera and TLC is going to show it. <laughs> They're going to show it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. He took it pretty I- well. I was going to say the same thing, too. I'm glad that he took it very well. He just went up a branch or something. <laughs> he climbed a tree or something and just Afi. sulk. Afi. Afi is a safe word. Yeah. Afi he is a safe it. word. So yeah. I think, too, it shows his willingness to follow directions, to um, respect the boundaries, and to really, like, if they're going to work together as a couple and they agreed that this was something that they were going to do. They were going to say, you know what? When things get too hot, we just say whatever, fire or afi. And we know, we know, look, like, give me time. And uh, that was a good way. That was a good way to circle back to the agreement that they had of how they were going to resolve conflict. And it was a good move. And yeah, I really liked that. And I think too, they do this at Burning Man where you write things down and then you, you burn them. That's there. It's done. We're going to burn it. I thought that was a really cool idea, but I understand that they were in the forest, so they had to chuck a rock. Not as cool, (laughs) but still cool in terms of overall, like, we're going to let go of the past and we're we're going to move forward. I hope that rock didn't hit a squirrel or something. (laughs) Or a person hiking down the road. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Like, what the hell? (laughs) His might have. Kalani's was not going anywhere. (laughs) She didn't yeet. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, maybe the sex was really good for him to not explode that way. Yeah, some, <laughs> some life-changing, you know. Some, um, some life-changing orgasm that he got. going on there. <laughs> he said he controlled his anger. Like, he usually would have gotten, like, really angry. He's trying to control it. So that's good. That's why I said, Lelena, it might be, like, good sex. That made him that, remember. That anger, that anger is gonna come out when the whip come out. You know. <laughs> <Yuck>! <laughs> when the rock and roll comes out. Yeah. Oh, the poor receptionist at the counter of the motel. He's like TMI. <laughs> I know, Lon. The way he describe it, it's like up, down, rock and roll, and rock I was like up, up, down, A, B, semicircle. <laughs> Like a gaming control. He has the cheat codes. <laughs> oh, Aswelu. Never a dull moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm hopeful for them. Me too. Me too. Yeah. All right. 
Cool. Let's uh, let's chug along here with. Uh, do you want to talk about Tiffany and Ronald? Tiffany and uh, her kidnapper Ronald. <laughs> I know he was not gonna let her go back. So that Dude, be- he gives me the creepy vibes when he said, "Like I'm gonna force her to." Like, yeah. What you're trapping yeah. your family? You're staying, yeah. and you don't know it yet. Right. These are all red flags, y'all. <laughs> yeah. There's something about him that seems angry like something's not right he has zero absolutely zero plans of going to the u.s and she has zero plans of moving to south africa so (laughs) yep right did you see her face she was not having it he tried to make it lighthearted. oh you're gonna stay and she's like you're gonna spend christmas here yeah (laughs) it's like you just you're gonna stay and you don't know it (laughs) she she didn't want to say nothing but like yeah no that's not in the cards for her no but he's pretty adamant about it and at first he was like oh you know the only way they're going back is like three months and we get it renewed and then another three months but yeah that's all bs he wants her to stay he doesn't want to go to america he's saying oh if if my visa gets approved i'll leave brad like you're only saying that but we know you want them in south africa period that's it yeah. and building the room it seems like a nice gesture but all he's doing is establishing permanence that's Ooh. what i think that's yeah. the way i took it yep he's yep. establishing yeah. permanence he has a room y'all live here you know <laughs> is the thing yep so. he came from a need to control yes i feel the way he talks about this whole like, oh, yeah, they're going to stay here with me. I need to have my family together and here or whatever. Instead of from a place of love and understanding and being flexible. So it's really creepy. But Elena, what, what do you have to say about Ronald and Tiffany? Uh, well, one, I really like Daniel the son. He's so sweet. <laughs> yes, agree. <laughs> and then Ronald's mom seems nice. And he has gone from a place from, you know, the gambling thing to being more stable. But I wonder, like, what does he do for a job? He has an apartment now. That's good. But they haven't said that yet, right? Oh, he, he, fixes, he fixes bikes or something. Or he works at a garage shop? Yeah, he works at a garage, I think. Oh, I mean, no. it's enough to have an apartment, which is good. But I don't know. I feel like neither of them want to leave. Or they, you know, she doesn't want to leave America and he doesn't want to stop Africa. I just see her flying back and them having a long distance relationship for a little while. And then that's it. It's going to end. <laughs> that's what I see. Here's the thing, though. Let me take it back. She is falling back in love with him. Uh... I think bridging that distance. So here's the thing, right? Like, Long distance relationships are difficult. I get it. I totally get it. But once you get back in touch and you're in each other's presence again, and then you start feeling each other again, and then, you know, you start getting it on in the bedroom again, and then you're reminded of all these things that you like about being in a physical relationship. So I could see when they were both in the interview sitting together where she was like falling for him again, right? And she's like, oh, she's all giddy. It's just good to be here. And it's, it's been so long. And then she was super excited. This was not the same person we saw two episodes ago, right? Three episodes ago where she started the season talking about divorce already. She had her sexual healing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So 
I get that too, where like they're together now and the sparks are flying again and you're reminded of this is what it feels like to be together in a physical, actual relationship where text messages, you're not trying to guess the tone of what's coming across because that can get mistranslated and you get to see their face when they say things, right? And sometimes obviously the touch helps. And then the sex helps. <laughs> and even so, him, he's like, oh, I love the way you smell. She's like, yeah, oh, little things like, like that. Hair. I'm like, oh, okay. Creepy. <laughs> oh, but was- she did that, though. She wanted to smell good for him. And yeah. these are, you know, stimuli that for him, like, works, you know. <laughs> so Aphrodisiacs. Yeah. She was but tell me, y'all, tell me, ac- tell essence. me, tell me <laughs> that the sun was up when they were waiting and it took her for the sun to come down till she got out of that bathroom y'all I noticed that too what was up with that that was how many hours was she in the bathroom guys guys this reminded me of when darcy went to visit yes. and she traps herself in the bathroom just to like make herself up change yes. clothes and everything and i'm like oh my god i'm getting when i saw that scene i'm like oh my god i'm getting Darcy vibes right here. Yeah. Like, and it's so funny how, like, it was daytime when they arrived and it was like pitch dark. Yeah. <laughs> By the time she came out with luggage and everything, and I'm like, oh my God. Like, the whole family waiting for her outside. I'm like, oh my God, I feel bad for these folks. Yeah. I get yeah. that though. You know, you, you kind of want to put your best foot forward and was like, right. this is what you've been missing out on for the last 10 months. <laughs> yeah. But when is he going to learn that she's the one with the power here, I feel? Because the fact that she can kind of ignore his hints, right, tells me that, yeah, you can talk all you want. Like, you can say, like, we're going to stay here, but ultimately, I'm the one who's going to purchase that ticket back. You know, like, I am the one who's who's supporting us, who's carrying us all on my shoulders. So mm. I just feel like, this kind of worries me because I wonder what kind of tactics he's going to employ to get them to stay aside right. from manipulating Daniel, right. right? Which is what he's already doing per long. And this, this goes back to what I was asking on our previous episode about whether Asuelu has a right to stay because his children are naturalized. Now I'm wondering too, like what argument does he have? What claim does he have? Because that's his daughter. Like, yeah, but Carl- she's born in the states, right? The exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't so think she, she has anything. Yeah, she's American, so yeah. it- so if she just wanted to leave. He can't just say, "But that's my daughter." No, I think because if she would have been born in South Africa, then it'd probably be a whole different story. And I think that that Tiffany knew that probably too. And mm. it's like, I'm going back to the states, going to have yeah. my kid there because you never know. She probably maybe had a feeling oh. if this yeah. didn't work out. Smart move on her part. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. She probably calculated that. Yeah. But also because when she went hospital shopping, they did say like, well, there might not be enough beds for you. You might have. Yeah, you might be on the floor. Floor. Yeah. So that freaked her out. That would freak anyone out. Any new moms, you know, I mean, not new mom, but, you know, any, you know, moms that's giving birth be like, what? I have to like be on the floor. Yeah. So I do have some news. Ronald and Tiffany are still together, apparently. And <gasps> Tiffany is going for a weight loss surgery from what I'm reading, uh, you know, around the interwebs. 
So that's the, that's the thing to do on 90 Day Fiance is get. Yeah, exactly. She's following the footstep of two others. The one, right. Angela one that she, and uh, what's her name? Who else did it? The girl with the tattoos and the husband from, I forget where he's from. Oh, no. There was another character that did it character yeah. there was another cast member that did it let me think yeah the she's older she's like late 40s and the young husband oh my I gosh I can't that sounds like every other that. couple on the show <laughs> he's he was from oh i can't think a country in africa Oh, 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 Rebecca did it? Yes. Rebecca, she, yes, yes. Rebecca, Rebecca had a tongue. Rebecca had the, she had the laser tuck or oh, something. The one that's not invasive. Not, which I think Rebecca? Ziet. She's talking about Rebecca and Ziet. She yeah. did? Yeah, she told that. She said that on the tell all. Because remember, they, they were talking. Oh, that's what started the conversation in the first place. Is that right. when Julia was like, why don't you just go to the gym? Is that right. when Julia said, yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Yes. She's going to tell, she's going to, now she has, because they're on the same season. Now she right. can say that. <laughs> yeah. Because there's procedures where they, uh, they sort of like ice your fats, your abdominal fats. So it's it's not like a lipo where they, they put the needle inside and then they like suck it out. This one is like, it kills the fat by like ice it. Oh, I don't know how you call it, but it's on the surface level from what I understand. Apparently it helps. It freezes. It, helps. The fat it freezes. Yes. It freezes. Yeah. They're so, just a lot of those ladies are having stuff done like after the show or during the show, they're all getting if it makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah, do it. TLC money is good. <laughs> TLC money is really good. <laughs> must be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if uh, Ronald can afford an apartment now, I mean <laughs> <laughs> and half of the plane tickets. Half, yes. Well, yeah. Money must be good. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to Big Mike and Natalie? Oh, wow. What a mess, right? Yeah. I don't know where to start with this, you guys. Like, I want to feel bad. Again, I keep saying this during every time we record a podcast. I want to feel bad for Natalie. But there's something about her that I, I just, I don't know. I need to check on my own humanity sometimes. <laughs> humanity check. <laughs> like compassion check or something. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't want to oversimplify it, but if I were to like oversimplify it, it's like, I think Natalie read too much into what people say about her and maybe her interpretation of what people say to her all comes off differently to her. And that's why she sees it as a conflict. Whereas... Obviously, the intention is not to like offend her or to provoke her, but it just comes off as like, oh, you think I cannot have a career in like media or something that you asked me to be a translator or something like that. I just feel like she kind of blew it out of proportion. And the way she conducts herself after that, the way she say things like, well, my mom say I shouldn't talk to you or, you know, my mom say your mom didn't raise you well or something like that, right? Like, first of all, that's like one of those cardinal sin that you shouldn't be committing right you should never talk shit about your partner's mom mm-hmm. regardless yeah. right i mean don't even like cross that line and the fact that we're seeing mike yell at her kind of yell right like his voice was so high pitch right? <laughs> his 
voice. <laughs> he was like, he went from yeah. like bra- bravado to like falsetto. Like <laughs> that's when you know like he's at his boiling point almost. I think you guys can obviously speak more intelligently about this than I do. But before I move on to you guys, a lot of people on Pillow Talk are pretty convinced that Trish said cooker and not hooker. But what do y'all think? Is it really, was she really being called hooker when the camera was not on or maybe under her breath or something? Like she said like, oh, hooker. Or maybe she actually genuinely said cooker and Natalie misheard it and think it's a hooker. Like, what do you think? Like Elena, maybe you can start with you. So I kept wanting them to go back to show if the mom really said hooker because I didn't hear anything and they didn't show when she supposedly said it. So I'm like, why would the mom all of a sudden say hooker? Like, where did that come from? Right. Unless it happened when Mike was hugging her and grabbing her in places and she was saying the most inappropriate things in front of the mom. Do you remember that part? Yeah. She and also said, like, don't grab my pussy or something. Yes, or don't grab something. Yeah. Don't grab. so disrespectful to say in front of someone's parents. Sorry, but it's just like, you just don't talk like that. So then I'm like, well, maybe the mom's called her a hooker because she was talking that way. <laughs> but then they didn't show it and they didn't go back. So I'm like, did she really say that? Or is Natalie, like, where would that come from? Right. I don't know. She just seems... I don't know about Natalie. But what is your overall impression of Natalie and how she handled this whole conflict? I think she's rude. But the mom could be rude too. The mom's kind of saying certain digs, digging. Right, sliding her. The whole trip, like freaking out in the meat store. It's like, well, then don't go in a, a butcher shop, you know, or just getting so angry about the translating to become a translator. Like maybe she's just suggesting something for you to do while you're living in the middle of nowhere in right. Washington. <laughs> I don't know. She just gets really angry. Like really like temper. She has a temper. <laughs> yeah. So I am still team Natalie. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, awkward. I'm still Natalie. team Natalie. So <laughs> let's, let me rehash before we get into Michael, which is a different I'm story. team I'll Pet Red. Yes. So let before we get into Michael, right, I'll get into Michael. But like, so let's remember, right, how passive aggressiveness works. It's and how bullying, really good bullying works, especially when cameras are rolling, you want to push their buttons enough to make them freak out. Right. And, and that's what Trish did and was good at it. So this all started when it came to light that his mom tried to break up their wedding and mm-hmm. said no, and not just tried to break it up. She didn't have the decency to stand up and say, I object, right? Because that's what you do. You have the decency when you speak now or forever hold your peace. And she couldn't do it. So she tried to get somebody else to do it. We give Trish too much credit. You know, when we're saying things like, oh, well, Natalie is being this way. I think my opinion or Natalie is just being this way. No, like Natalie read that correctly. 
This is a woman who doesn't like me, who didn't want me to marry her son so much that she tried to get somebody else to break our wedding up, to prevent it from happening. So it starts there. Mm -hmm. And then when you see how she's being treated, let's go like grab some wood and her and Michael are over here like chucking. But this is the first time, first time that she's done this in her life. And they're not just handing her heavy ass pieces of wood. They're doing that, right? And she's having to cat for somebody who's never done this in their life, you know, and you and your mom are going to like do this, right? And then go to the cameras and go, she doesn't know how to fucking catch wood. (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh, fuck yourself. Like, I don't know how to do that. And you're going to throw these heavy, they probably weigh 10, 15 pounds a piece, you know, just throw them at a woman that's like never done this. And then like, ha ha ha, I wonder where she's from. These city people and act like that's okay. I didn't like that. And then when she's trying to prepare you dinner, prepare you dinner, the kindness of her heart. Again, there's layers to this bullying, right? Oh, I'm sorry. They didn't have it. You're going to have to work with this. That's not what I asked for. And you know, this is a special meal and I'm trying to make it special for you. Well, that they didn't have it here parsley or whatever right like things like that and then they showed it on camera when the mom was like oh can you wash this for me and then natalie like washed it and gave it back and she's like i don't need that like why are you giving it to me that was super yeah that was definitely passive aggressive when you when you see all these tiny little passive aggressive things and natalie hasn't put in a dig yet she tried to address these things but all what i see is natalie defending herself Mm. i don't need to do this i can be this or you know what i mean we're hardworking people just because i don't know how to catch wood doesn't mean i don't work hard or because i don't want to be an interpreter doesn't mean i don't work she's she is at this point defending herself Mm -hmm. not fighting back just defending herself so you know, whether she was called a hooker or not, which they didn't show, I still feel that she was in a defensive place. And again, this is Trish trying to get under her skin and succeeding. So when it comes to Natalie and how she's acting, this could all simply be resolved if Michael would step up and say, mom, what did you say? And then if the mom was like, oh, I called her a cooker. (laughs) And this would all be resolved, right? He doesn't. He's like, he like sides with his mom. I mean, I'd probably side with my mom too. But depending on the argument, I'd be willing to take a neutral stance and say what was said. We could Mm -hmm. all squash this right here. And now what was said? Yeah, he puts it on Natalie. And he puts it on Natalie, who's already being victimized. And he puts it on her to be like, Natalie, you blah, blah, blah. Why can't you since you are the common factor between your mom and your wife, say, Mom, Natalie took offense to something you said. Can you clarify? Can you say what was said here? And he doesn't do that. So it's like one of those things where he's over here talking about Natalie. It's called communication. And he's literally the worst person when it comes to that. She's trying to tell him what's wrong. And he's like, well, I don't want to talk about it. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You just told her fucking two seconds ago. It's about communication. And now you're over (laughs) here. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear you. Shut up. I'm going to walk away. Like, are you 12? This woman literally flew from the Ukraine to spend the rest of her life with you bugging you about a ring you knew she wanted this she wanted this commitment she wanted it 
She tried. She tried so hard. She put up with the shitty ass wherever he lives. You know what I mean? Not in the city. She changed her life. She, to me, she feels like she's settling for his clumsy ass. And he's not giving anything in return. And she's trying so hard. He hung the ring over her head and she's trying so hard to fit in and she's not getting anything. So to me, every time I see the scene, I feel bad for her. Like, and she tried, she tried. She's over here. He's like, it's called communication. All right, well, let me talk to you as your wife. Let me talk to you. And he's like, he gets up and he walks off. And when he does saying something, I had to give away my Lakers tickets. He sounds like Mel Gibson when fucking on the recording. I don't know if you heard that. Like when he got fucking caught and shit, like he was hella fucking mad. So like, I don't know. Well, I do know I'm team Natalie. And because I feel... (laughs) like she's being bullied like she's the victim here like she put everything on the line he didn't change anything about himself she changed everything she flew over here and is like in a completely different world she's trying to to hold on to whatever shred of identity she has which are her goals right which are some of her customs her diet And he's over here stripping away everything and he's not giving an inch whatsoever. So, I mean, I, I think he's, he's childish. I think the mom is being passive aggressive and winning, you know, this war to win over her son. And um, that's the way I'm viewing this entire thing. And we already know that it's over. And um, from these episodes, which I don't think are very scripted at all. Yeah. I think it's... <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to uh, say, there's already news reports coming out that Natalie left Big Mike last December. Ooh. So what we're seeing is basically the beginning of their end. Mm. And Lon, I can thank, see why. Yeah, and thank you for obviously that very elaborate <laughs> explanation on why you're team Natalie. We really appreciate that. My humanity is definitely being checked right here. <laughs> I want to clarify, I'm not team Trish or I'm not team Big Mike. I think their relationship were off to a bad start, right? Even from the time they met in Ukraine, you know, how she threw the ring back at him. Yes. And, I mean, she couldn't say that he, she loved him. So it was such a bad start. And mm-hmm. one, we already talked about it too. Like, I think the reason why Mike is not accommodating to her is probably because he's still not sure about the marriage and also because he probably has one foot out of the door anyway. Mm-hmm. So right. He I, didn't even want her to come here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he wasn't even we knew that. We were like he wasn't jumping for joy, that's yeah. for sure. I mean he did get a haircut, but so what? <laughs> you know? I want to say I once again, I feel bad for Natalie. I just wish that we talked about this last week too, uh, by the way, Elena, is that I wish that Natalie would have played the game better to where Mm, Trish would come at her low, but she would take the high road, you know? But Mm -hmm. the way she came across too, it wasn't helping her case, but Lon, I totally agree with everything you just laid out for us. Maybe if she has acted like more of a victim, which I, I think she does, and what is not helping for her is that Mike is not even interested to help her or to even see it her way. Mm. Right. Anyway, Elena, what else? Uh, 
no, I could totally see Lanwa, your team, Natalie, and you're right about Mike not supporting her at all. Like he's not getting in the middle at all. And he wants her to do everything. And then that's uncomfortable because she knows the mom doesn't like her. Mm-hmm. I think they just both came in knowing that they don't like each other. So it's going to be a bad trip from the beginning. Right. The mom doesn't like her and she doesn't really care for the mom. So awkward yeah, Thanksgiving. For me, ultimately... If I were to give advice to Natalie, which she probably already figured out since they're divorced or whatever, he's not worth fighting for. Yeah. Yep. I mean, a guy who lives in the woods, mm, I don't know. <laughs> she probably would have more like. No shade to our lumberjacks out there. That's uh, yeah. Really- <laughs> no, but going from where she lived to like literally right. looks in the middle of nowhere. They don't have friends that's a nice neighbor, but like nobody like their age. We're his friends. Like she, no, that whole thing is just, yeah. She would have better luck with a Sasquatch at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Again, no shade to people who live in the woods. Y'all do you. But I'm just speaking on behalf of people who live in the city. Like I come from a big city. Well, not big city, but like a city girl. So if I were to move to like rural Washington. It's a big you know, adjustment. To me. It's a big adjustment. And like you said, Lon, it's a huge sacrifice that people may not see because you came from a thriving city in a form of like Kiev, Ukraine or something. And then to like Sequim, Washington, it's like mm-hmm. where your neighbor is like, I don't know, 10 miles away or something. I mean, I know she has a neighbor close by, but in the middle of nowhere, it's crazy. Like, what, what was it? Like a two hours drive to Seattle? Crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And they, they had too many differences even before she moved here. The big one to me was their religion. Completely. Yes. Yes. Like, even from then, th- that point, I'm like, break up now. That yes. was already a Never big one. Yeah. I mean, alien and versus Catholic. And aliens. Like, it's, <laughs> the whole thing was bad from the beginning. I'm like, wow, <laughs> she's still going to move here. And we're, they didn't even work that part out. Like, if you yeah. Right. And kids, right? I guess kids was a big topic kids too. And, and they how they're going to be raised, what right. religion, and the whole thing was just not good from the start. It wasn't good. It's better yeah. than they are. I don't even know why she wanted, right. I don't get it. I don't get why she continued. Must be that TLC money. I don't know. TLC <laughs> money, and she probably wanted to come here to just all yeah. these red flags, and she still was like, "Let's do it! Yeah. I'll fight for you." No, like I said before, like green card's a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> but she could also be cloud chasing, right? Like, there's that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she has a YouTube now. Yeah, you know, she has a cooking oh, show. Really? Yeah, really? she's, yeah. On, she's yeah, on TikTok now too, I think, doing dances yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yep. So it has done wonders for her career. <laughs> though to be fair, that is the playbook though. Like when you're yep. like a B grade or C grade reality TV tour or actress, like what else can you do after the show is over? You get on Cameo, you get on OnlyFans, you get on TikTok. Leverage your following. Yeah, you get on YouTube, you leverage the following and look at what Rose has become. She's now like almost a model. Yeah, wait, maybe an who's, Instagram wait, who's Rose again? Rose. Big Rose Ed's is Big Ed's ex. ex. Yeah, the one from Philippines, the girl from the village. Remember Big Ed? Oh. oh yeah, okay. yeah. Speaking of Big Ed, listeners, stay tuned because I have news about Big Ed, even though we promised not to talk about him. <laughs> but this is sort of like a positive, not on Big Ed, but you know, just a positive thing that is happening. 
that will hopefully screw Big Ed. But anyway, let's close this out with uh, <laughs> with the bitch that your mama wants you about, aka Angela. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing: if I could summarize her entire scene last episode, it is went to a store to commit a crime, came out of it with a free WhatsApp tutorial. <laughs> Wait, what do I, so WhatsApp again, like how to track somebody? So the WhatsApp yeah. is that chat program, right? So there is a way where you can send your location to someone. And it's helpful because if let's say you and I were going to meet and we don't know where each other are, I can WhatsApp you my location and you can kind of track it. Mm-hmm. So it is a tracker. And let me just make a PSA here as someone who formerly was doing technical support. Every smartphone is a GPS tracker, y'all. That's how mm-hmm. the NSA is getting us. Right. You know, you don't have to in- necessarily install a GPS tracker. I could be wrong. But for her to like go to a store and you know, say like, hey, I want to hack my husband's phone. <laughs> and it's like, you're trying to commit a felon on national TV? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then went ahead and made someone very uncomfortable with a video call to your husband only to cuss him out. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. It's like, oh my God. I feel bad for that guy. Someone needs to saint that guy. He's, I feel bad for him. But anyway, what do you guys have to say? I think that, well, one, she talks to her husband in front of the doctors, in front of the, the guy at that shop. Like she has these like, personal conversations in front of all these people and like getting so mad at him like I yeah. feel from Michael I don't know that's just that's another relationship that doesn't make sense to me like mm-hmm. like she's just gonna do her thing and is he really gonna come here and I don't know yeah Angela needs a doormat literally yeah. like she just needs someone to like just tolerate her nonsense and I just yeah. feel bad that Michael was that guy that was tolerating all that and he doesn't deserve it it's so abusive to watch that it's so uncomfortable yeah Yeah, Yeah. i agree yeah Yeah. (laughs) y'all if you're already trying to put trackers on your phone or if you already have call it quits it's over (laughs) (laughs) psa another psa PSA, y'all there we go you're already trying to track your significant other on their phone it's over the trust is gone say goodbye it's better to start off with somebody new, somebody who can earn your trust and somebody you're not trying to put tabs on 24-7 by putting trackers on their phone. It's done. It's done, y'all. <laughs> you know, obviously I'm going to start there. But then <laughs> so much to unpack here. The way she treated him, totally uncalled for. The way she blames him for her shortcomings, uncalled for. No, like, no. Okay, could he been more communicative? Yeah, you can say that, but don't be like, oh, well, I'm smoking again because of him. No, we talked about this last episode. No, that's your choice to smoke. There are other ways to deal with your frustrations in your relationship, but yeah. don't, don't, don't do pin something. it on him. Yeah. yeah, don't go back on something you did, something you consider an accomplishment, and then blame it on the other person. No, that's on you. So the hypnotherapist deserve- actually said that to her, didn't he? Like, it's the way you're reacting. It's He's right. not making you react. You're reacting to something. So it's not right. him, it's you. And she kind of was like, oh, I yeah. think you're right. And then for her to be like, I'm the bitch your mama warned you about. And then for her to be like, you created this bitch. Wait, hold on. Stop right there. <laughs> I'm out. 
you just bragged about being that bitch. And then you're going to say that he created the bitch. No, 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 no. You can't. No, that's not. No. Again, (laughs) if you're going to be the bad bitch, Angela, own up to it. You know what I mean? But don't start blaming other people for it. Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know what right. I'm saying? Like you can't do that. So yeah, this entire scene, as entertaining as it was to see her fly off the handle, I do feel bad that Michael had to take on that verbal abuse. She doesn't deserve him. It just showed more of who Angela is. And it's someone I don't like. There might be people who like her on the show. I think it's okay entertainment because it, it, it was okay at first, but now I've come to the point where I'm tired of it, where I'm just like, all right, I don't need to see her verbally abusing her husband. I'm done with that, right? For me, and I know we're not there yet, but I might as well just say this for me was my WTF moment. Like, holy shit, what the fuck? Yeah, I was going to dial back a little bit and say, you know, Skylar really hit the nail in the head when she said, you know, of course, Michael hasn't talked to you because he's probably angry that you went ahead and spent you guys' money, right? Because supposedly right. they share money on the surgery instead of concentrating on getting a surrogate because he really wants a kid. So it's like a misuse of funds, of shared mm-hmm. funds, which I think shows him that, okay, she's disrespecting me. And mm-hmm. bearing in mind, he comes from that type of patriarchal society where it's very black and white you're my wife you have to listen to me like if I say no it means no and Angela chose to marry him knowing Mm -hmm. that but yet she's like no I'm American I can do whatever I want so clearly Angela just needs a doormat really she just needs someone that she can just step all over cuss all over and I just wish that she would not air her dirty laundry like that. It's just, ugh. I, I, I mean, to me, like, sorry to cut you off. No worries. She's mad that like he doesn't call or pick up his phone. But when you're being verbally abused, every phone call, is that something I'm looking forward to? Like, exactly. No. Like, why? Exactly. Why would I answer this call right now when I know it's coming? Right. <laughs> and that's why, Lon, I tweeted about Angela. You know, Angela wants her husband to be by her side after her surgeries, right? Also, Angela cussing her husband about his penis size and calling him ugly, calling him son of a bitch. She really went below the belt. And yeah, yeah, if I'm Michael, I'll be like, hang up, click. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Did they agree that they were going to have kids or did I miss that part? Like, did she say yes? I thought they weren't going to even do that anymore. I want to say she was aligned and she tried. She even asked Skyla, her daughter, for for an egg. Yeah. Right. So she tried. But I think she also had a scare where like, you know, her uterus might be cancerous or something. But that was cleared by the doctor, by her gynae. And... I think maybe in her journey to want to be able to tote a baby, she thought, okay, maybe I'll lose some weight first. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, right? Mm. But then like, okay. And then all the other surgeries that follows that, I mean, is that necessary? Maybe it can be done later, right? Do you need yeah. to get a chin tuck right now? I don't know. I mean, obviously, we, and we talked about this too, these folks who do surgeries, they're probably trying to upsell their service. 
to them, it makes sense, right? Okay, you're losing weight here. You got to lose weight here. You got to lose weight here on your arms. So it's like, for them, that's how they have their kickbacks, right? They like recommend her to this doctor, to that surgeon. But that don't matter to Michael because it's their money and that's not his end goal. His end goal is to have a kid with her. Mm-hmm. So for her to do this and just going ahead, even though he disapproved, is really shitting on him. Just putting yourself in his shoes, I can understand why he didn't feel like talking to her. I mean, he was concerned about her you know, going through surgeries, but every time she calls him, it's just a constant barrage of abuses, mm-hmm. you know, of foul language. Like, who wants to hear that? It just ruins your day just listening to Angela just cussing you out. Mm-hmm. Like, what is Angela expecting for Michael to appear in hologram next to her? Like, <laughs> like what are you expecting, Angela? <laughs> this guy lives in a different time zone. He's got to do what he's got to do in Nigeria. You got to recuperate. And you just have to accept the fact that that's how long distance relationship work. He can be like, calling you every time he has stuff to do you have stuff to do like what are you expecting i don't understand that so anyway let's wrap it up with our wtf moment and lan you've already talked about yours so elena what is your wtf moment from the show oh gosh there's just one i had to pick Okay, you can have a toss-up i mean you can no i don't know (laughs) because no pressure no pressure I'm just going to say letting Andre drive on the road trip. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a, that's a hazard right there. Let him drive with all the arguing. Like, you just don't know what he's going to do behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah, totally. That fridge didn't survive, I bet. <laughs> no. Is that your final, final answer? My final, yeah. All right. Well, my WTF moment is... When Angela added grape jelly to her smoothie. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And that was hard to watch. How did I forget but that? I was like, okay, cucumber, <laughs> spinach, okay, apple juice, okay, okay. I okay. wrote that down in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, the all ingredients good so far, like healthy-ish, oh. right? Healthy. And then like grape jelly. What? Ooh. That's like adding corn syrup. Like you yeah. might don't even call it a healthy smoothie. That's just like you might as well drink Coke at that point, you know. <laughs> and she needs a new blender. I don't know if anyone noticed that. She's not using the right blender to make an actual smoothie. Oh my god, Elena, no. you're you're you're, you're the MVP here. You even only you would notice that. You need a nutri bullet. Print <laughs> <laughs> it out and it was just like not oh yeah it's probably the same blender she used to like blend her onions and like all the other stuff so wonder what that tastes like (laughs) that didn't look good i I do have to say one thing about angela that i like her grandkids i like her grandkids yes 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 they're adorable agree agree (laughs) anything from your notes elena that you want to talk about covered everything you just talked about the grape jelly <laughs> oh uh the pet the pet that natalie might got a rat like that's what happened to the rat who has him now? <laughs> yeah yes who has- lucky what happened to lucky <laughs> listeners if you know what happened to lucky who has custody of lucky please shoot us a dm or shoot us an email we want to know okay what happened sure to Mike- lucky 
Mike probably has Lucky. Oh, that's too bad. Right? Oh, that would suck. That would suck. I mean, Mike didn't want Lucky. I, I thought they were supposed to get a puppy. But then Natalie saw that the pet store was feeding, I guess, snakes with rats. So she's like, oh, let me rescue them. So she rescued a rat. Instead. <laughs> All right. Yes, I, like I said, I do have some news that's related to Big Ed. Not that we want to talk about him. But did you know, guys, that Reality Gaze and 90 Day Fiancé Cray Cray were involved in raising money to support the National Domestic Violence Hotline? I guess that's a reaction from them to oust Big Ed from the 90 Day Fiancé shows. And right now he's on a single life. There's a petition right now on change.org to oust Big Ed from the show because of that leaked phone conversation that he had with his ex-girlfriend Liz. It shows how much followers that you know they could conjure up to like get this movement going so really happy that that happened because we've been wanting people to boycott big ed for the longest time just like how we wanted people to boycott colty glad that this is happening that's awesome good job y'all yeah i'm gonna have to look that up because i don't know the story behind it oh yeah there's so just to summarize there's a leaked audio of big ed verbally abusing his then girlfriend Liz, who was on the show with him. Uh, it's a spin-off show called 90 Day Fiance Single Life. Oh. Yeah. So he was really a, really nasty towards her. And people heard it and they were obviously not impressed. And I think most of us were very offended by the audio clip. So wow. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also donate to our Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. All right, Lon, where can we find you? You can find me on uh, Facebook at Italics Plays. That's I-I-T-A-L-I-X-P-L-A-Y-S. I I video game live stream um, every Friday and Saturday um, starting between 9 and 10 p.m. Pacific time. And we stay up all night. Uh, This weekend, we will be doing a fundraiser for the Trevor Project, um, actually, which uh, helps transgender and gay youth um, with uh, life-affirming services. So uh, do swing by, and uh, if if you feel like it, uh, donate. Otherwise, you can just hang out and have some fun. Or uh, also on Instagram at italics, I-I-T-A-L-I-X, or lon underscore like underscore lon. That's L-A-N underscore like underscore L-A-W-N. Elena, will you be coming back to join us for another sesh? Of course. This was so much fun, you guys. I had fun talking about the show. Oh, thanks. We would love to have you back, Elena. It was so much fun. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, be kind to one another. Happy Pride Month. And till next time. Bye.